Hey there! Sit down, make yourself comfortable, and grab a cup of tea. Welcome to the 91st episode of Theas Tea. Thanks for tuning in! I have an announcement! The 100th episode of Theas Tea is approaching, and to commemorate it, I want to include you guys, the ones that have come this far with me. That's why the 100th episode special will be a compilation of messages from listeners and previous guests that have shaped the podcast. I would love it for you to contribute your grain of sand, so feel free to send an audio file of however long you like saying whatever you like about the ST to theastpodcast at gmail.com, including, if you feel comfortable, of course, your name, age, and where you're from. For instance, you can talk about your favorite episode, what you do while listening to the podcast, your favorite part about it, or your best memories with it. Thank you so much for the support over these nearly 100 episodes, and I can't wait to listen to your messages. For this week's episode's tea talk, I'm drinking some tea from the brand Stash. That was funny because when I was preparing it, I was like, oh yeah, Stash. And I know that Stash has played a very important role in my podcast, and I don't remember if it was like the brand of tea that I was drinking in the first episode or what, but I do know that I stole a bunch of tea packets from the Marriott once and that's why I have a bunch of stash tea. (laughs) And I also know that I really can't with stash. This one is peach flavored and it was one of the few that I had left and I remembered that when I drank the stash teas, I saved the best flavors for last and this one is just not it. I'm sorry, but I have such a sweet tooth when it comes to tea. Like, I love fruity, fun flavors that are really sweet. (laughs) And even though this is a fruit, it's not that sweet. And I always have my tea with a table, uh, sorry, a teaspoon (laughs) of sugar. And I had it with a teaspoon of sugar, white sugar, which is a plus. I prefer white sugar over brown sugar, even though it's like less healthy. I just, it dissolves better. And the one we get is like super grainy and bulky, but I don't know. So my point is this tea had everything to be perfect and it's just not that good. I'm sorry, but I'm going to drink it nonetheless. As for the mug, it's a black mug that's from Medellin's Planetarium. It actually, my sibling bought it but I use it every once in a while. I mean, they bought it with their own money, so I feel kind of bad using it, but they told me that I can use it whenever I want, so I use it for special occasions like the podcast. And yeah, it's super cute because it has like an astronaut floating, the stars and the planets and everything. It's really nice, and also the planetarium in Medellin is so incredible. They have such like amazing initiatives for everybody and a bunch of free resources, and it's a relatively like cheap trip if you go there as well. And everything like a cheap experience so yeah i love the planetarium also i'm looking at the mug and it's just very aesthetic because the table blah, the label for the tea is black with like the white stash logo that i don't know what it, that is is that a compass i don't know um so it has like a theme going of black and white and as for the ambiance for this episode i am basically sitting in my room it is a monday afternoon wow i updated my macbook today and this feature is different and cool (laughs) um so i'm sitting on my bed it's 6 17 p.m this is usually dinner time for me i'm kind of hungry but i'm gonna see if i can stretch dinner until i finish this episode or if anything i'll take a break 
at some point. <laughs> um, but yeah, I it's really hot. It rained today and I feel kind of achy and sweaty because I was walking or running through the rain. And so it's like sweat combined with rainwater. It just, it's kind of icky <laughs> to be honest. But I don't know, my room's like really hot and I obviously have to close the window to record. So I've got this lamp on, but not like the ceiling light, just another lamp because I feel like it's more cozy and fun. So the vibes for this episode are slightly different. I'm excited. It's extra cozy. Now for the life update. Boy, do I have some talking to do because it's been like a long time since I recorded it the last episode because the last episode I literally recorded it the day after the previous episode had came out and this one I'm recording it like a couple of days later than the last one came out so it's been like a long week if that makes sense and a lot has happened in that time so first of all I need to be frank with you guys I'd kind of been postponing recording this episode because I started to get in my head about the podcast and like thinking that I would fail and that I would fall off the wagon again because that's like my biggest fear to just disappear like I did before and so my goal like this time that I'm approaching the podcast is to really make it like attainable for me and to make it like realistic and comfortable in the sense that it's not something like daunting or like so big that I feel like I can't keep up with, you know? That's what I want it to be because I want to keep showing up like consistently with you guys. So yeah, I started to get in my head about that. Also like about the guests and since I'm moving, you know, like who am I going to interview there and time difference if I want to like interview people from this continent. So yeah, I got a bit stressed and that's why I had been like postponing it for a couple of days and also I'd just been in a rut-ish, which I'll talk about in this life update so i wasn't like really motivated but when i started planning this episode i realized that it was an episode that i had a lot to say about like my notes are pretty long and i realized that there was a lot i wanted to say about this so i'm excited and i feel like that motivated me more to record the episode and actually i took like the i made the notes um for the episode and then i had some other tasks to complete before i sat down and recorded but i was so excited about the notes that i had just taken that i was motivated while i was unloading the dishwasher and sweeping the house and making my tea i was excited to sit down and record because i was really happy with what i had planned for it and as for that rut i mentioned literally the past few days have been like pretty dull in the sense that I have only wanted to watch The Office all day. I think last episode I mentioned that I started it and I love that show. I am very much invested in Jim and Pam. Oh my goodness, it's I feel like that's the ultimate demonstration of love. Like it's something like so simple and mundane, but it's so special. I don't know, I just love their relationship. And so I've been so invested in that. I literally only want to watch The Office. And so I kind of had to establish a rule for myself, which is what we're going to be talking about today, like self-control and everything. And it's literally to not watch more than one episode at a time. Like I can do whatever it is after I finish an episode, but just not continue watching. It can be like a productive thing or a different leisure activity, but not like get stuck in the loop of episode after episode. That wasn't even intentional, but that's actually something that relates really nicely to what this episode is going to be. And also like relating to just watching a bunch of TV. That's not Netflix, it's Amazon Prime. <laughs> um, I haven't been like working and keeping up with my goals. I mentioned in a Q&A episode what my goals for were this summer. And I haven't been keeping up with the academic ones, which are reading both like physics books, but also like not necessarily self-help, but just like different kinds of literature. And also I have this magazine of physics, of like quantum physics in French. So I have that to read. 
that's kind of like the reading category. Also watching Cosmos by Carl Sagan and taking notes and looking at the subtitles in French to expand my French scientific vocabulary and also watching the crash course of astronomy. So like things like that. And I haven't been keeping up with them because I just haven't felt motivated and I've kind of been in that like slump rut. So that's kind of connected to why I wasn't motivated to record this episode. But something big happened today and it's that the second semester of college started in the university that I did the first semester in. And I'm going to be starting over university in France, but I don't leave for like a month and a half. So I must be honest with you guys, it's been super weird to see all of my friends from like first semester and yeah, just like all of my group of friends getting back into the groove of things. Meanwhile, I still have like two months of holidays and I don't like I'm not enrolled in anything to keep me occupied. I know that I can keep myself occupied. I find the strangest hobbies and like self-teaching ways to like be entertained but it's just weird that all of these people are like going to the institution that i went to in the first semester and they have all of these new exciting classes and i'm gonna have exciting classes too but just later on in a different country it's really weird so because of that i feel like i especially need to occupy myself and you know entertain myself in different ways so that i don't feel bad about my decision to move to another country and start in another university and so i don't like start missing my friends while they're in class because we will hang out outside of you know like in the nights and in the weekends and all of that so i just need to keep myself occupied and that was kind of like what motivated me motivated me especially today to record this episode and along like And with that note of school starting for my ex-peers and friends, it really was like a bit of a hit that I'm no longer in that orbit of of being a university student in that specific university here in Medellin, Colombia. And it was gradual because at first it was like my friends in the group chat, you know, asking about like the payment and then comparing their schedules and everything. But today was the first day of classes. And what really hit me was when they were like coordinating where they were going to have lunch and, you know, um, like my friends, you know, deciding like where they were going to meet up and, you know, like messing around between them and inside jokes that they made while they were there at university together. And I just can't like entirely understand because i wasn't there and that's not a part of my life anymore so that's like a hard to swallow pill so in general today has been like an uncomfortable day for me like sitting with that knowledge but something that has helped is that in that friend group context this is a friend group that i've been talking about like since i sort of reactivated the podcast that i feel like you know these are the friends that i've been looking for like my entire life like it's such a fun dynamic group and i literally say that like every friend i meet i'm like you're the friend that i've been looking for my entire life and i love that about myself but like with these people it's like really different and i love spending time with them and they're so fun and they're so nice and it's like a new friend group like literally i was incorporated in it like a month ago and so it's kind of like well i got incorporated into my dream friend group and now i'm leaving the country it like kind of sucks but that's like a whole other matter And if they're meant to be for me, then I will keep in touch with them when I leave. And if not, then I have some really great memories of this short period of time. But anyways, in that friend group, one of my friends is in the same situation because he is going to a university in the U.S. So we're kind of like in the same boat, you know, we didn't enroll in this semester, but we still have like all of our friends going to school and we both leave in like a month. And so we have to occupy ourselves. And it's been like really fun, not fun, but like 
peaceful to know that somebody relates to me and that somebody close understands like exactly what I'm going through in terms of like not wanting to leave this behind because he also really loved the environment of the first semester. So yeah, that's kind of all about that. It was an emotionally charged day and I'm actually really glad that I got to record this episode today because had I done it before like I wanted, I wouldn't have like talked about this as it's happening to me. So that's just kind of like a raw sort of testimony of this whole process i've been doing like updates in my like experience leaving through every like life update so that you can kind of see how everything evolves like kind of like in real time now let's talk a little bit more about what i did over the past few days because there have been a lot of fun things i went to jardin which is a village in antioquia the department i live in in colombia with two of my closest friends manu and sara and it was so fun we stayed there for three four days yeah four days three nights and we went and came back on bus and it was so fun because it's like that perfect age where we're starting to like have our independence the way sara put it was like we're grown enough and we're mature enough to like be able to move around on our own but we're still young and like fun and like not boring adults and i loved that perspective so we did a bunch of things we ate a bunch of food we were in nature we went to like waterfalls and like caves and we went on these like super long walks we literally ran into a bull on one of our walks it was terrifying and you know we just had so many laughs they are so funny i wouldn't have imagined that experience like with anybody else and so yeah it's like a really retreated place and it's so fun and like i love the village life in colombia it's so peaceful and i just had a lovely time with them it was an amazing experience and it was just kind of like an escape from reality and I'm also really happy because Sara will not be going to college this semester. So for the time that I leave, and she's my neighbor, and she's one of my closest friends, um, we can like spend a lot of time together because she's like in that same orbit as me of, of not being enrolled in college right now. So, well, technically I am enrolled. I already enrolled for France, but I haven't started yet. <laughs> so yeah, there's that. It was my sibling's birthday, and we had the best celebration that I honestly, like, it surprised me in a good way because i had really underestimated it but we all got got dressed up really fancy like um me them their best friend sorry i started this list by myself <laughs> our grandparents my mom and my siblings closest friends so their best friend and then two other guys which are also my friends if that makes sense um so yeah it was really fun we it was so fun being all dressed up fancy in mcdonald's because i had been dressed up fancy in mcdonald's but because i had i was going there like before or after something else but in this case mcdonald's was the main event and that was really fun to just like be there and like be super fancy and everybody like looking at us weird and they're really having fast food like it was so funny and now they're 16 they're taking driving lessons in the same institution i took driving lessons so it's all very nostalgic and fun <laughs> And then there was another day where with Sara, the friend that I was mentioning before, she came over to my house and we watched You, which is one of my favorite shows. And it's just so fun for me to like rewatch it with somebody that hasn't seen it before and listen to her predictions and everything. And we are literally the friends that stop the show every two seconds to talk about what happened or to make fun of the characters or something like that. So it's really fun. And I remember that day was just really cool. And then that same day, I went out with the friend group that I was talking about and listen, I know these are my people because they love pizza. I have been looking for friends that love pizza. 
you know that we can literally just be like okay let's go eat pizza and have that be the plan you know not have it be like the secondary thing it's like that's the main event like go eat a good domino's or papa john's pizza that's like super fast food super greasy like literally sign me up that was so fun <laughs> and also i have a disposable camera that i finally figured out how to use properly and so i'm documenting like my favorite moments here in medellin before i leave so that i can develop them in france and use them to decorate my apartment and then get like another camera and you know capture my moments in france and if it works out well then i will invest in a proper camera not a disposable one but like a proper film camera maybe like a point and shoot so if you have recommendations on that please let me know but right now i just have a kodak fun saver it feels really good to be recording this right now and just kind of like get back into the groove of things because now i feel like motivated to do other productive stuff and not in the sense that you like can't do things that aren't productive but I was just in a slump where I was feeling bad because like for the past couple of days I hadn't been working towards my goals. So yeah, <laughs> that's like the distinction. And another fun fact is that my favorite sort of meal here in Colombia right now is there's this restaurant that's called Chef Burger and it's really nice. It's got like super fun vibes and everything. And my favorite dish is actually um, one of the entrees and it's American fries. So there are these French fries with cheddar cheese, sour cream, crispy bacon, tomatoes, and a green thing that's like onion. I don't know what it is, <laughs> um, but they are literally perfection. And I've had some for the past three days, okay? today yesterday and the day before i went to chef burger and literally had them it's insane all of the employees of all the chef burgers in medellin literally know me i swear they recognize me every time i go in <laughs> and i order the exact same thing every time but i just love them they are so delicious so yeah that's a little bit of what my life has been looking like recently as i said i had a lot to say so thank you for caring about my personal life and my thoughts and what i've been up to Now let's get into the contents for this episode. So as you can see from the title, this episode is called Limits and Self-Control. So the reason, like I want to explain the title, it's basically like controlling yourself through personal limits. And I don't mean controlling yourself in like a super compulsive way, but just like the basic notions of like self-control that we need to have as human beings and how limits play into that. And I also want to call to an old episode that I did and it's called boundaries so if you're interested in this you can listen to that as well but i remember that in that episode i talked more about like external boundaries and like placing boundaries with other people maybe i did touch on boundaries like with yourself but not as much in depth as i'm going to be doing so today and today i'm going to be talking about like clearly defined limits and just like really that notion of how you like control yourself from within and project that outwards or on your relationship with yourself honestly the main areas in which i feel like i need limits and to sort of control myself are financially and romantically i know that's like really weird and random but let me elaborate financially growing up and like gaining independence over your money and it's a process that i've been like experiencing very gradually you know like my parents have been like giving me like a small amount of money for a couple of years now and they slowly increment that and like i have to administrate it and it's not like every time i need money i ask my parents for it it's just like they give me money for the month and i have to figure out how i distribute it so like those small steps to independence have been kind of like stress inducing um and just like how i'm administering my own money how i'm like using it and obviously like balancing 
you know, having fun right now, but also saving. I don't know. It's been like pretty stressful and everybody around you is telling you like different things to do with your money and like different rules and all of that. And it's really stressful. So I feel like I need to control myself in that sense. And also romantically, <laughs> just like how I behave with the people that I'm interested in. My mom always says that love is a game. And I don't know if it's just like because love in her life has been like so tough and unfair but I don't want to see love as a game like I want it to be like a genuine connection and all of that but sometimes you do need to measure like how much you're opening up to another person like how much you're giving them like not just like physically or like economically but like emotionally you know so I feel like those are things that you need to be very like thoughtful of I guess that's the word just thoughtful of how you're giving yourself in romantic relationships and not like overdoing it or like scaring the other person off so that's something that i'm like pretty self-conscious about so yeah that's kind of like the two aspects that we're going to be diving into in this episode but i do want to say that i don't like the like when i think of self-control i don't like the perspective of like you needing to put yourself in a box and like limit yourself and restrict yourself and like abolish any sense of like personality and like you know being different which is oftentimes like what elders encourage you know like you know just like reducing that sense of like personality to be polite or like have manners or be likable i feel like we've all sort of experienced like adults especially elder ones like trying to tone us down for society so that's not what i'm trying to talk about not at all don't get me wrong but more so kind of like the conventions and etiquettes of like self-control that you need for your well-being you know and this is on various fronts specifically for me like protecting yourself in terms of like security and like privacy and that type of stuff and also like you know being like excessively vulnerable in i think vulnerability is really good i think i have an episode on this but i don't think that you should be overly vulnerable in an environment where it won't benefit you or like where the other person will take advantage and won't be that transparent with you so that's like important and so this is why i feel self-control is important in those cases and a little bit of context like capricorns i know i'm a physicist who is talking about astrology don't even ask me why i sometimes <laughs> like read my horoscope and there are traits that i align with but i know it's not an actual science okay <laughs> so capricorns are like known to be like really people who measure things um and so this can lead us to be like really like rigid in some situations oh my gosh it's time for my be real okay <laughs> i'll finish this idea and i'll shoot it um so we're tend like we can tend to be like very um like strict and rigid in some senses but then at the same time also like splurge on things for instance this can be interpreted like economically primarily you know so we can like save up a bunch of money but also like splurge and like invest in like luxuries and not invest but like spend money on like luxuries and random stuff like that so i feel like it's really a game of like tug of war wow <laughs> you know where you're sort of like measuring like how much you need to tighten and loosen up and all of that gosh sometimes i hate be real it's like so slow to load kind of annoying but anyways um okay i'm confused okay <laughs> anyhow as i was saying today i want to talk about like the primary two types of aspects in which i feel like i need limits and self-control which are the romantic and the financial 
and also question like if limits make me miserable and sort of like find like that middle ground i guess which is what i've been doing a lot in recent episodes and just kind of like understanding the role they play into healthy lives and lastly kind of like a manual on how to identify the need for limits in your own life establish them and stay accountable with them and then of course like some conclusions so let's talk about the types of limits in my life first of all the financial one so okay (laughs) a random thought that i've had because i've been really concerned about my financial situation moving to france you know as a student obviously it's not the same as like um living in a household with your parents where they will pay for like the bills and that type of stuff and like your own money you can spend it on things that you want and like clothes and food and like like food when you go out to eat and like partying and all of that stuff it's different so i've been really stressed about like my budget when i moved to france and being able to save but also have a good time so that's where i feel like limits are important so first of all i want to share like two random tips that i thought of that are ways that you can like save money that are like kind of rules of thumb that like are hard or are not hard depending (laughs) um but like little rules that i want to live by so the first one is at least for my shower and like hands use bar soap only bar soap lasts so much longer than liquid soap like it's insane and yeah you know it's like soap is soap it'll get you clean um maybe it's like uncomfortable to share but i'm literally gonna be living on my own so i don't care and i feel like bar soap is just so much cheaper than always getting liquid soap so that is what i'm gonna do to save money and also what i want to try out is not spending money on clothes unless it's second-handed and i don't mean like vintage luxury collector's items that are super expensive like no like little like thrift shops where everything is much cheaper and it's better for my wallet it's better for the environment it can even be more stylish so that's something that i want to try out because in europe i feel like (laughs) the thrifting scene is much better than like here in colombia where there aren't any like very many cute shops of like yeah like cute thrift shops so those are like two random things that i want to try out and that i feel can help my finances so that's kind of like examples of limits that i have in my life to control myself now a little bit of context on why i feel that i need limits in like my financial life and basically for me i know that it is i would say impossible for me not to treat myself i'm the most in spanish there's this word antojada which means that you like literally like want everything um or like you like get like desires like for things and in my case like material things like very easily and it's like really random like for specifically clothing items also i'm a sucker for jewelry um and also food like food from restaurants (laughs) i have a really complicated relationship with food in the sense that i am so picky and like the majority of the meals that i genuinely get excited to eat are from restaurants so that's a big problem for me because i spent a lot of money on eating out so yeah i know myself and i know that it's very hard for me to like never treat myself and save all of my money so in order to like coexist with that i placed limits basically i know who i am and what i can't trespass so to coexist with that i place limits so in this case where i know that it's literally impossible for me not to treat myself but at the same time i don't want to be treating myself every single day i find like a middle ground and this these are like the limits that i place 
So an example, last semester I struggled at first with when I was going to buy myself lunch at school versus taking lunch from home or eating lunch when I got home. And I came to like a consensus and it was to buy myself lunch at school twice a week. And this, I like, I came to this conclusion due to a variety of factors. Now, technically I could, like I kind of was at school at lunchtime every day of the week. But for instance, you know, on Mondays, for example, I had a class that finished at 12 and then I could leave. So I could have lunch at school or have lunch a little bit later when I got home, you know, stuff like that. But really the only two days which I was at school like all day long and, you know, I couldn't like have lunch at home were two. So I decided like, okay, those two days I am going to allow myself to purchase lunch at school. And the other days I'll have lunch when I get home or if I need to stay longer, then I will take lunch from home. And that way I don't need to spend like my pocket money on food more than is necessary. So that's like a specific example of how I was able to establish a limit that worked. Like it genuinely worked all semester. I think I can only recall of one week that I broke it, but there were also weeks quite a few in which I was under it, you know, like I didn't have lunch at university because it was like finals or midterms. So that is for me like a definition of a limit that works. It's not one that you meet 100% of the time, but like 80%. And more importantly, like it was happy and comfortable because it wasn't any of the extremes where I never allowed myself to eat outside and was constantly like drooling with my friends' lunches. But it's also like I wasn't spending all of my money on that. It was a healthy middle ground. That's what limits are supposed to be. And kind of like a different sphere within my financial limits. And a really important aspect of this is accountability. You obviously need accountability for your limits to make sure that you're keeping up with them. And remind, like to make sure that they're not just resolutions you made and forgot about. So accountability is what's going to make sure that you keep up with your limits. So in the financial realm, accountability by me was exercised in something that can be kind of uncomfortable and it's writing down every penny i spent well actually not every penny i used to write down every penny but now if it's like i lend a friend 200 pesos which is literally like not even one cent of a dollar i think i don't want to make the conversion but it's really little like i used to write that down and expect them to pay me back now i'm not so radical (laughs) and i don't feel the need to write it down and i don't feel the need for them to pay me back But like every, like if I buy a packet of chips, you know, the money that I spent on parking, like things that can seem little, but that add up and that like I buy, I always write them down monthly. Right now I have it on my notes app, but when I move to France, I will have a proper Excel because it's much more money that I'm managing and much more things that I'm going to be spending it on. So it's like an Excel sheet that like adds things up for me and all of that and tells me like how much I have left and all of that. (laughs) A fancy spreadsheet. I'm really excited about it. I love, I love Excel. But this is a really important exercise because when I spend too much, I know I'm aware of that. Like when the time comes for me to write down my expenses, because when I start feeling guilty of everything that I have to write down that I spent, that's when I know that I may have overdone it a little bit. So that's what works for me. And it's not necessarily from a place of shame because it's not like I feel ashamed about everything I spent, but that's kind of like a thermometer for me because when I start to feel guilty, when I start to dread writing down everything that I've spent, it's like, okay, girl, you know, take a step down. 
Moving on to the ways that I establish limits romantically. The thing that I struggle the most with is texting back. In general, I'm a person who sucks at texting back. I have like 150 chats that I have not opened on WhatsApp. But girl, when I like somebody, I will literally like... Okay, the thing is, I always see the texts I get. It's just sometimes I like take a mental note to respond to them later and I just don't. So I see all the texts I get, but when it's somebody that I like, I feel the urge to respond immediately. And I have friends that text back immediately, even if the guy ignored them for like eight hours. But I also have friends that will do the same thing to them, you know? So I have like a bunch of different cases surrounding me. But what I want you guys to understand for like my limits is that it's always finding a middle ground and there are like two extremes that I don't want to reach. So for texting back, it's appearing needy and intense versus like acting how I feel and acting like in like concordance is that even a word like incoherence sorry incoherence with what i'm feeling and quitting all of these dumb stupid silly games so texting back is a sphere in which i need like personal limits because i don't want to be like on either end you know i want to be in the middle you know and i feel like that's what's healthiest something that my grandma has said to me since i was little is muestrate indiferente y serás amado which translates to show yourself indifferent and you will be loved so my grandma is very much about like never making the first move with a guy, never showing him too much love or affection and sort of like always playing hard to get like always even when you're already together because she says that is what like will keep them interested and it's also like a bunch of people say like oh guys never talk to one girl at once so if they're talking to five girls and all four of them text him good morning and you're the only one who doesn't then he's gonna want to chase you more like you know all that like school of thought <laughs> thought current that a lot of people have so for me again there are like two like extremes here um the way like people plant this is that you either show love or you receive love but you can't have both and i feel like that's like that's not a healthy mindset i feel like that's not real i feel like you can show and receive love at the same time like one shouldn't exclude the other but a lot of people think they do but at the same time like my grandma is giving this giving me this advice and she has like this year is her 50th anniversary with my grandpa so it's like okay you know maybe this advice worked but at the same time couples back then were really different to how they are now now couples break up much easier because we tolerate less so maybe that's just the reason that they have been together so long or maybe it actually is this piece of advice but at the same time like even if it is this piece of advice that has kept them together so long i feel like in their relationships in their relationship they sometimes struggle and sometimes suffer because of like you know showing love and sort of that balance but at the same time if we take a look at my past relationships i always feel like i showed the amount of love that i felt comfortable with and that it was actually feeling and they dumped me <laughs> but i can't say that this is like essentially what drove them away because that's a fallacy of cause consequence but you know maybe it is just a coincidence um so yeah i have many like doubts in that and love is so complicated and hard i will never know the one true objective answer but that's besides the point but in the romantic sphere i also want to highlight like limits that i am good at placing and that i don't feel scared to place and that i feel comfortable navigating for instance you know having like limits in terms of separate lives with you and your significant other i feel like that's something that i naturally do 
And yeah, it's not like a point of anxiety like maybe the others are. And also, you know, having like separate social circles and hanging out with different people and also having different interests. You know, I feel like those are also limits in relationships, but they're ones that I have mastered a bit more. (laughs) So yeah, that's kind of like the deep dive that I wanted to do on the types of limits that I'm most focused on at my life at this point. Now to address the question, do limits make me miserable? And to tackle this, I want to share with you guys what the definition of freedom is for me. So freedom is feeling like you can do whatever you want. And what people always say immediately is like, oh, so like if you want to kill somebody, then you're not free because you can't kill somebody. Okay, hold on. (laughs) So there are things that you can't do by law, which are literally rules that us humans made up to be able to coexist more peacefully with each other, okay? And with the majority of laws, coincidentally, I, like, in my personal beliefs, align with them. So, like, my natural desires fall within what the law states. For instance, I don't want to kill anybody. I don't feel the desire to kill anybody. And, whoa, what a coincidence. That's what the law says as well. So I don't even have that temptation of something that is illegal. Thus, I don't feel limited by external factors. So I feel like I am truly free. With that being said, I feel like limits per se don't like lock me up or, you know, like get in the way of me living the life I want to live. However, this leads to a question like, is the case different when those limits are self-imposed or those rules are self-imposed? As I said, I struggle a lot with like guilt relating to my personal expenses and I feel like that will only increase as I gain like independence and manage larger budgets for larger expenses. And I feel like another aspect that contributes to like my sort of fear around expenses is that my mom and sibling don't tend to splurge. I feel like they're much more rational with the way they they spend their money. My sibling doesn't go out that much and doesn't have as much like, you know, cravings or like material like goals as I do. So they don't spend that much. And my mom is the most organized person I know with finances. She has the most detailed spreadsheets to keep track of her expenses I have ever seen. So it's an environment where I have like two really good examples around me. And so I always feel like I'm kind of doing worse than them. So that leads like to a lot of mental torment for the simplest decisions. You know, like if I'm debating whether or not I want to buy the packet of chips that I've been craving all day, you know, it's like, it's a lot of mental torment and I don't know if other people my age deal with this that much but I really you know like think a lot about how I'm gonna spend my money and it's a factor of stress when I do spend money on something that isn't totally necessary and when I treat myself so while it can be like a very tormenting unsettling experience it is also so comfortable and healthy when I follow the rules I made for myself For instance, with what I told you guys about buying lunch twice a week at school, that really helped me at ease the whole semester because I knew that I was at that middle ground of not splurging super duper much all the time, but also never treating myself. It was a healthy middle ground. So every week, you know, when I bought my lunch, I didn't resent myself for doing it and I could actually enjoy it and feel like I deserved it. So this really goes to show that limits when placed wisely are a tool that can set you free. So that's kind of like responding to the financial aspect and now responding to the romantic aspect. Something that really, you know, helps me feel like more comfortable is setting a fixed amount of time to respond. And that's not necessarily mirroring the other person. Like if you took eight hours, then I'm going to take eight hours as well. 
or much worse trying to like beat them so like if you took eight hours then i'm gonna take 10 hours like no but i found something that's like better for me and it's like if i receive a text and they took like quite a long time to respond to me and i'm not doing anything when i receive it i won't respond right away but i'll take like probably like 5 15 minutes or like something like that because i don't want to act like against what i'm doing like i don't want to pretend that i'm busy when i'm not i'm busy a lot of the time so like i don't need to fake it more you know <laughs> but at the same time not given to my impulse to respond as soon as i hear the notification so that's kind of like a middle ground for me that makes me feel comfortable because it's not like a huge facade but it's also not you know like making them wait for me a little bit and also i've learned to kind of like read the room not necessarily the room but like the other person and the dynamic we've created to decide when i want to show affection and vulnerability you know so if i feel like the other person has been like super cold then you know i don't want to give them more of what i've already been giving them you know like it doesn't seem fair to myself but at the same time one could argue that if they're being really cold then you should be extra warm so they can feel warm so i'm back at square one <laughs> But what I do want to say about like reading the room, whichever way I decide to interpret it in that moment, ultimately what I'm looking for is to make myself like is bleh, is to make myself feel more comfortable and like less irrational, you know, in how I choose to demonstrate like my affection to the other person because it really sucks when you feel like you're always being like super sweet and kind and warm and all of that and the other person isn't. So that's just like not what I want it to be. And if sometimes I have to like keep to myself a little bit in order to feel like more protected, then I feel like that's what you need to do. And again, it's not like being super cold. It's just like sometimes choosing to reserve yourself a little bit based on how the dynamic is to protect yourself. So yeah, it's really not about like holding power on the other person or whatever, but just really feeling like secure in your decisions and actions. Okay, so to wrap up this idea, I feel like realistic limits make me feel comfortable because they're neither too much nor too little and they allow me to enjoy life now without sacrificing the future now i kind of want to share a bit of a manual and sort of like rules of thumb not necessarily rules of thumb but like general tips and like indicators regarding the whole process of limits and self-control because throughout this episode i've kind of like talked about my own process not necessarily my process well a bit but also like the end results and like the end conclusions that i've reached but i want to teach you guys how to do this for yourself so i'm breaking it up into identifying establishing and staying accountable first how to identify areas in your life where you feel like you need limits and self-control so i would say these are the areas of your life in which you don't feel that much control and i hate to use the same word <laughs> that i'm like trying to define but what i mean by this is that there are areas in your life where you feel kind of at a loss or you feel like you don't have that much authority or like confidence to navigate it and you really like don't know which direction to take and you find yourself like thinking a lot every time um an experience of your life in this aspect is presented to you you know so you, you just don't feel like you know how to navigate it basically or it's an ambit of your life where you feel like really insecure with your decisions so you don't again it's similar to the like previous example but you don't feel like you have enough knowledge to feel firm in what you're doing you feel like you don't really have a compass in this sense whether it be like a moral compass or a strategic compass or whatever but yeah you basically feel like you're kind of in a dark room like 
trying to feel your way around and you don't have like that much confidence so an example relating to the two like lines and currents that i've been talking about through this whole episode financially you know i doubted a lot you know like my expenses specifically with the lunch i was like okay like how do i navigate this do i buy myself lunch every day do i buy myself lunch not at all and i was like then i was able to find a middle ground which would be the next step but you know that like uncertainty is what i want to highlight i needed a limit in this area of my life because i felt uncertainty regarding this aspect and with the romantic aspect i found myself that every time i received a text from a person i liked i would i was having the same dilemma to respond or not to respond or rather how long should i take to respond so basically i feel like that was an aspect of my life in which i didn't have like a set of guide rules and that's not to say that you need a guide like everything you do in your life needs to be based on a metric or a strategy or like these predetermined like stiff rules not at all but in these specific you know ambits of my life in which i felt like so insecure and so unsure and i'm a person who likes to have a compass of some sort on like when i take actions i felt like i needed some guidance in these areas of life and just like some general rules that i could follow so that i wouldn't be like having so much decision fatigue every time they these like aspects of my life showed up you know but again you don't need limits in every aspect of your life that's why i'm sharing a segment on how to identify the areas of your life that need limits because if everything needed limits then i would have just said everything needs limits but no i'm teaching how to identify these situations in your life so yeah that's the first step identifying the next step is establishing so what i said throughout this whole episode was looking for a middle ground middle ground middle ground so for instance um in the financial example it was never eating at school versus always eating at school and i started to question myself like which days do i actually need it and that was what i was talking about before like i had two days where i was at school all day long the other days i could bring a snack from home like bring my lunch from home or eat lunch when i got home so that was kind of like the middle ground that i found when it was only like actually necessary for me to make that purchase then i would and the romantic situation isn't like so concrete but it's again it's like reading the room you know if i have a if it's the example that i said with the message if they took long to respond and when i receive that message i'm not exactly busy i won't respond right away but i won't take super long to respond either it's finding that middle ground and you don't need to be like so millimetric in that sense i mean it's easier to like quantify how many lunches you buy a week but it's not that easy to quantify how many minutes you take to respond, you know? And it doesn't need to be, unless that's what you're more comfortable with. It honestly is what I'm more comfortable with, but it's kind of freaky, so <laughs> I try to, like, you know, navigate the flow a little bit more. So yeah, you want to make tangible mental strategies. And again, it doesn't have to be, like, a rigid checklist. It just has to be kind of, like, it can be, like, a specific way to follow your feelings, you know? It doesn't have to be, like, a number, you know? It's it's a way of acting, you know, it's a way of how you want to tackle situations in your life, it doesn't have to be strict and rigid, because not everything in life is strict and rigid, and I'm a physics major, I view the world very scientifically, but like emotions and stuff like that are much more abstract, so navigating them requires a different sort of like, you know, game plan. And lastly, staying accountable, make it something that you can keep track of. 
And again, in some cases that can be like really clear and well-defined and in others not. It doesn't mean that you're not account, that you won't hold yourself accountable in these other aspects. It just means that you'll do so differently. For instance, with the lunch, it's a simple yes or no question. But with the time to respond, it's a little bit different. It's more free-flowing and inside i know if i'm keeping up with that or not you know like it's not a clear yes or no thing but like deep down i kind of know if i'm acting in a way that feels honest and true to myself or not because like mind you when i said that like sort of strategy that i use to respond to people i'm interested in it's not like a clear step like it's not something that i imposed on myself and that feels unnatural it feels natural it just is something that i need to control a little bit more and it's not maybe that intuitive the most intuitive thing would be to respond right away if i really like them but i respond in a time that i feel like is more sort of like um prudente you know like a bit more like google translate says prudent but ugh, that word is like you know a little sensible there we go sensible so again my limits don't feel unnatural they're still true to myself but they're sometimes like a little bit more of like regulation that i want to place for myself so yeah all of this to say you should have some way to keep track of those limits and know if like in the long run you're keeping up with them or not in whatever way that may be sometimes it's just like asking yourself if you feel comfortable with what you're doing it doesn't have to be strictly yes or no it really just depends on the case and also remember that you can make like adaptations if you need if you feel like something isn't working out or if it's not like sticking you can switch it up a little bit to something that feels more natural because that's what you want when people think about limits they think it's something unnatural but it should be natural i mean maybe it's a little bit more uncomfortable because it's something that you're regulating consciously but ultimately it shouldn't feel like uncomfortable or like some like something that doesn't align with you you know it shouldn't be like super out of character and also feel free to adapt them if your external situation changes and it impacts this area of your life that you're placing limits on for instance with the monetary situation if your budget changes then that will probably lead to successive changes in the limits of your life you established regarding your economic situation so be comprehensive of that and also feel free to like gradually lean into your limits you know if for instance in the lunch situation i know i'm always grasping onto those same examples but i feel like they're really good to sort of like always come back to them and understand like how much you can extract from one same situation so for the lunch situation if i had like <laughs> okay <laughs> why is this so hard to word um if at the beginning of the semester i found that buying two lunches a week was really hard if i felt like it was really little but i knew that it was like the most sensible option then what i could do is sort of like gradually like lean into it so for instance one week buy five lunches then four then three then two and stick to two you know if the end goal that you feel is what's best for you seems too hard to attain at the beginning then it's okay to graduate into it you know it doesn't have to be like harsh cold turkey like find a plan that works for you and again it's about like riding the wave and checking in with yourself and seeing how you feel and seeing like how the process is going it, you don't need to be harsh on yourself so yeah that's basically like my little handbook on how to navigate identifying limits establishing limits and staying accountable with them. Let's wrap up what we discussed today. So 
I talked about the predominant limits in my life and they are financial and romantic. Financial because I get really in my head about spending and there are so many people around me advising me to do different things and I feel guilty sometimes when I spend money so I really needed to find a way to coexist with spending peacefully in my life and also romantically because I get really stressed about what I project on people that I'm in a relationship with or that I want to be in a relationship with and I really want to find a middle ground between you know like being super affectionate but also being like super cold and something that feels natural to me and also feels comfortable in the dynamic of the relationship that we're establishing. Then we explored if limits are inevitably gonna make you miserable and I talked about that limits should be natural and if they're natural then they shouldn't feel like they are upsetting you or making you lead a life that you don't want if you establish limits it's for a reason so even though they can sometimes feel a little bit hard to keep up with or you know counterintuitive ultimately there's a goal that you established voluntarily that you want to keep up with because in this episode we're talking about limits that you place for yourself And limits really help if it's a situation in your life that you don't know how to navigate and once you find a limit that's like the goldilocks zone and if you keep up with that limit you're always going to feel comfortable in that decision like what we talked about the lunches i felt like two lunches a week was perfect for me to be buying mind you i ate lunch every single day of the week it's just whether or not i was going to buy it at school (laughs) so two lunches felt comfortable because it felt like a right amount of money to be spending at the week so every time that i bought them i was like okay you know i'm not overspending um so i feel like i can enjoy my lunch i deserve it and i won't resent myself for spending this money mind you you always deserve food it's just whether or not i deserved to spend an extra amount of money as opposed to eating something at home which is free for me because my mother bought it and i did not spend my pocket money on it (laughs) i know it's like really privileged to be able to say that um but yeah that's kind of like how the dynamic worked with the money that i managed over this past semester specifically but apply kind of like a similar logic to a logic to whatever situation of your life it you're in next semester i'm gonna be spending my money on all the food i eat whether it be out or whether it be groceries so it will be a different scenario but this is what worked for me the last semester and then we talked about identifying establishing and accountability so identifying is basically in any area of your life where you feel insecure or where you feel like anxiety is induced or you don't know how to manage it and then to establish you take that area of your life and sort of think of like the ideal situation you ask yourself what would this look like if it were easy sam laura brown employs that in her podcast the perfectionism project and it's a really powerful question to ask yourself what would this look like if it were easy what would this area of my life look like if it were comfortable you know and sort of work through that and kind of like um what's that called like reverse engineer a specific set of rules in your life and again it doesn't have to be like millimetric rules but it's just sort of like general guidelines and again you don't need to keep up with them 100% of the time I'd say about 80% is good it's just to make sure that you know generally it's what's like guiding your life and to stay accountable find a way that you can know whether or not you are keeping up with your boundaries and again it can be so much as it can be as simple sorry as asking yourself do you feel comfortable with this area in your life or for more structured things then it's more of a like yes or no did I accomplish or not type of answer. So that's pretty much a summary of the main points I discussed today. Finally, for this week's recommendation, I have been looking a lot as to how I want to style my apartment in Bordeaux and also just like in the long term, 
what my ideal space would look like and i discovered that my favorite is definitely eclectic i love eclectic decor but i don't like it super maximalist you know i like the statements i like the colors and all of that but i don't necessarily love like oversaturated space so i'm gonna leave a pinterest board in the show notes of the inspiration that i've gathered but overall i've just really been loving like eclectic stuff and i found like eclectic decor on my tiktok so that's really like what i'm leaning into and what i'm excited to make my spaces look like in the future and i showed my friend sara my inspiration and she was like this is so you and that was when i knew that i had like a consolidated personal like identity and style and it made me feel really good in like just what i'm attracted to Well, that's about it for this episode. I would like to clarify that I am not a specialist. Everything I share is based off of my experience and what I've learned. Don't forget to follow the podcast Instagram at Podcast. I'm very active on there. It's a visually aesthetic platform built with interactive spaces for us. Please tag me on your stories and send me pics listening with your tea. Also, please rate, review, follow, and subscribe. <laughs> whatever your platform lets you do, it would help me out a lot. Because reviews are the only way I can start growing, getting recommended to new people, and being included in rankings. Plus, I read reviews on here, so if you want to be featured, go on right ahead. Please spread this episode with any friends or family you think will like it. I would love it for you to share your thoughts on this podcast. You can send me a voice message directly through Anchor or through my email podcast at gmail.com. You can reach out for business inquiries and set up sponsorships through there as well. Make sure to check out the show notes. There's a bunch of fun stuff listed down there alongside with links to everything I mentioned here today. Remember, you can join me every Thursday for a new episode, including the last one of every month with the guest and an additional bonus monthly Q&A. Thank you for your time and for joining me in my little corner of the internet. I appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in. Have a beautiful week and a wonderful existence.